Welcome to the Burst Leadership Podcast, short conversations designed to help you grow into a healthier leader, one who knows God, loves others, and embraces life. Sometimes it'll be like chatting together over a cup of coffee, and sometimes we'll take a deeper dive. Let's get started. This is the Burst Leadership Podcast. I'm Brent Hoover. Welcome back. Well, there are 18 principles of effective leader building. The key word is effective, and that means there must be a way of evaluating if something is working well or not. Evaluation is so tough to do well, and because of that, many ministries just continue on with their traditional models of leadership programs or Bible schools. On a separate podcast, we'll talk a lot about the whole critical area of evaluation, but what I want to remind you of today is that to change your current model into something that is truly effective means significant movement toward the realities in these principles. Learning them is one thing, but implementing them is where the power will come in and lives will be changed. So today we come to the principle number five and it's relational in nature. Last time, remember, it was the huge principle, leaders are built in community. Well, how about this time? Principle number five says, leaders build leaders. And I'll read what Malcolm Weber has written. By themselves, teachers and courses don't build leaders. It takes a leader to impart the vision, passion, courage, and strategic perspectives of leadership. Packages don't build leaders. We should expect each leader to take the tool and use it differently. The tool must not rule. Now, I have to admit, The first time I heard this phrase, leaders build leaders, I didn't quite understand the power of it, but now I do. And I wanna share with you its deeper meaning. Unfortunately, leaders who are looking to build people often become like shoppers going down the aisle of programs and curriculum. And they're searching for answers and for packaged programs that will satisfy the needs of their people. But this principle teaches us what Christ actually did. He didn't just say to his disciples, go ahead and keep going to the synagogue and doing your several prayers a day. In other words, he didn't just point them towards some traditional program. It was he himself, the leader, who was living with them and opened his self up to them and real relationships, real ministry situations and challenges, and to the very awesome responsibility of building the life of God and love of others and strong character and abilities into the lives of a small group of disciples. Friends, Jesus knew if he didn't do it, it wasn't going to get done. And that's what I want to challenge you with. There are groups of people around you who simply will not attain the level of leader capacity they might unless you yourself build them. If you don't do it, it's not going to happen. Yes, handing them a book on leadership is good. And it's even better if you meet with them once a week. But what is even better than that? To be truly effective at reaching your holistic goal, it has to be highly personal. It has to be like what Paul wrote about in 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. 
You know, the English versions here have a hard time translating that first phrase. The Amplified Version says, We were tenderly and affectionately desirous of you. Yes, it's love, but we see a strong, personal, emotional bonding with these believers. And you might say, well, is it that necessary? Do we have to love them that much? I thought we were just making disciple leaders. Don't you see what we've done to this entire process? We've mechanized it. Whereas Jesus and Paul and the disciples deeply personalized it. No, you can't be everything to everyone, but you had better be affectionately desirous and caring for a few, and they need to know it. So to answer your question, no, you don't have to love them personally if you don't care about changing their lives. But if you want to do it the way Jesus did it and Paul did it and the disciples, then you surely do need to become affectionately desirous and caring personally for a few leaders. Leaders build leaders. And they have to know it deep in their hearts that they're loved. Because when they fail and when they're not living up to their leadership potential, the difference between them leaving and staying will largely be your personal relationship with them. And as you are teaching others to build leaders, you will sharpen your skills as you go through the same process of building people that they are. You might be at a place in your life and ministry where you say, I see that I need to be building leaders, but no one ever did that for me. Wow, we hear that a lot. But this is the challenge of a pioneering leader. That's who you are. You are doing something where it has not been done before, and you get the surge of joy that comes from that. But of course, it's a lot of work. All I can say is that you will learn as you go, and that means dependence on God. Friends, there's simply no substitute for you as a leader to be building leaders yourself. I just want to encourage you that it might just be the most joyful, life-giving, meaningful thing you've ever done in your life. And when you stand before God, I believe it's the lives that were closest to you that will be the most happy thing for you. That's our thought for the day. Leaders build leaders. Go with God. Have a great day. This has been the Burst Leadership Podcast. For more resources on healthy leadership, check out our website, leadersource.org.